you have your copy of God's Word, let's turn together to Psalm 119. Psalm 119, if if you struggle to find that, just kind of open your Bible to the middle. You're likely to hit it. Uh, It's the longest psalm in the Bible, the longest chapter in the Bible. Uh, I got the idea of going through Psalm 119 uh, from listening to Ligon Duncan preach through Psalm 119 several years ago now. And one of the things that I walked away from that series with was just a a renewed and deepened appreciation for the Bible, um, for seeking God in His Word, in the pages of Holy Scripture. And so our hope is this fall, as we work through this psalm, as the different pastors and and pastoral interns will be taking turns working their way through this text, that our hope is that we'll have a renewed and deeper appreciation, that we'll be able to say with the psalmist, as he does in this psalm, oh Lord, how I love your word. May God do that for us. But in order for that to happen, we need the help of the Holy Spirit. Would you pray with me, please? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we do come desiring to hear from you and to hear through your word, the very voice of the Lord. And so, Almighty God, we pray that your spirit would come and you would open our eyes of faith, that we might see glorious riches in this portion of your gospel. Lord, grant us this, we ask, we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. So Psalm 119, we'll be looking at the first 16 verses. Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong, but walk in his ways. You have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Then I shall not be put to shame, having my eyes fixed on all your commandments. I will praise you with an upright heart when I learn your righteous rules. I will keep your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So as I was just saying, I've always wanted to work my way through this psalm. uh, But there are some obvious challenges with working our way through Psalm 119. And and the first and most obvious challenge is, y'all, this is a long psalm. It's 176 verses, by far the longest psalm, by far the longest chapter in the entire Bible. But the, the second challenge, which will probably be felt over the 11 Sunday evenings we will be in this psalm, is that it's, it is somewhat repetitive. And for preachers of this psalm, we'll have to work hard to show you each week how, how each section contributes something new. But, but the challenge is, 
are far outweighed by the value of spending our Sunday evenings meditating on this psalm. Because what I hope happens for us as we, as we work our way through Psalm 119 is that we will walk away with a fresh, renewed, deepened love for God's Word, the Bible, and a fresh, renewed determination to seek the Lord through His Word. It's notable that the psalm opens with a word of blessing for those who do this. Um, if you're familiar with the psalms, you will recognize the language of verse 1. Uh, because it, it parallels the very first verse from the very first psalm. In, in Psalm 1, verse 1, the first word is blessed. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Well, here in Psalm 119, you see it. The first word is also blessed, and it's actually quite similar to Psalm 1, verse 1. Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. The implication of this is clear, I think. If we want a new true happiness, true joy, true blessedness, it'll be found as we meditate upon and walk in the law of the Lord. And this psalm is written to help us do so, to seek the Lord in and through his word. In fact, this psalm represents a kind of A to Z approach to this topic. Your ESV Bibles, if you have it open, you'll see certainly these little headings. Um, Some of your Bibles may actually have little Hebrew letters. Aleph, Beth, Gimel, Daleth, and all the rest through 22 sections. Those, Those Hebrew letters are actually there as a signal that each section of this psalm begins with a Hebrew letter, and each line in this section begins with that letter. So the first eight verses all begin with the Hebrew letter Aleph. The the next section, verses 9 to 16, the lines all begin with the Hebrew letter Beth, and so forth. It's a signal that ultimately This is an acrostic psalm using all 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet to declare from A to Z, this is how you know joy. This is how you know blessedness. This is how you know true happiness, by by seeking the Lord through his word. In our sections tonight, uh, Aleph and Beth, we find that the psalm is, is holding out one particular blessing for us, namely the blessing of answering the questions of our hearts. Verse 9 is actually the only question in the entire psalm. All the other lines are either declarative statements or um, imperative kind of statements, but verse 9 is a question, and it's an important one, one that every follower of God, uh, of the God who has come to us in Jesus Christ, should be asking Namely, how can I keep my way pure? You see it? Verse 9. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. When I was a student at Bob Jones University, I memorized those verses, Psalm 119, verses 9 to 11. I was a young man, 
and I desperately wanted to keep my way pure, free from sexual temptation or desire. And so these verses both express the question of my heart and the solution that I followed, namely hiding God's Word in my heart, memorizing the Bible. But of course, this is more than just a young man's question. In the Bible's wisdom literature, which is Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Songs, the young man stands for those who are seeking wisdom, all those who are trying to figure out how to live a life that pleases God, how to live in the fear of the Lord, where I have my eyes fixed on God because I know that God has his eyes fixed on me. And so really the question is how can any of us young, middle, mature, male, female, how can any of us keep our ways pure? How might we please God? How can we be holy? That's one question of our hearts. But there are two others, not directly asked, but implicitly present in the psalm. And one is this, will I be put to shame? I, I think that question is actually implicit in verses 5 and 6. You see it there. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Then I shall not be put to shame, having my eyes fixed on all your commandments. In these verses, the psalmist is expressing a longing that his ways would be steadfast in keeping God's word in obedience to him, because then... He will not be put to shame. His eyes, his heart, his feet would be fixed on God and his word. But what might happen if, if he proves not to be steadfast? What, what might happen if his heart is not fixed? What happens if he experiences himself as prone to wander? Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Will he then be put to shame before God? before others, even before himself? Will, will he sh be shown to be a slob, a fool, a hypocrite, a liar? And if that happens, if he is in fact put to shame, then, then the third question comes to the forefront, namely, will God forsake me? It, it is a request that the psalmist makes in verse 8. You see it? He says, I will keep your statutes. And then he says, do not utterly forsake me. But of course, crying out to God, do not utterly forsake me, seems to suggest that it might be possible for God to forsake us, that it might be possible for God to abandon us. Have you ever felt that? Have you ever felt the weight of that question, will, will God forsake me because you strayed from the path? because your way was not pure, because you were caught red-handed, because you weren't caught red-handed, but you yourself knew and so were ashamed. And in those circumstances, you wondered, will God forsake me? God, will you abandon me? Will you finally give up on me? These are really the questions of our hearts. And they lead us on to seek, to find, and ultimately to have a quest the quest of our souls. You know what a quest is, right? In the Middle Ages, the quest was a noble task to go to far countries and to accomplish some great feat, the Crusades or the, or the Holy Grail or the Holy Lance or some such thing. 
This psalm, so true to life, tells us that we need to respond to the questions of our hearts, not by burying them, not by ignoring them, not by drowning our sorrows in some form of self-medication, but by taking the questions of our hearts on a quest so that seeking, in seeking we might find that which our hearts are really looking for. What, what are we looking for? Well, we're looking for, for a person, and the person whom we seek is actually the Lord himself. Did you see how the psalmist says this? Look at verse 2. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart. And then verse 10, with my whole heart, I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I think this is important. What do we do with the questions of our hearts? Well, we, we take them to the Lord. We, we seek the Lord with our whole undivided heart. And, and what we find when we seek the Lord is that he desires to be found. Isaiah 55 tells us, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him when he is near. Psalm 145 says, the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. And so the Lord is near to us. He wants to be found. He desires our seeking, our asking, our knocking, so that we might find that he does, will not forsake us. He will not put us to shame. We'll discover that he, in fact, is cleansing us and purifying us because, of course, he's the one who's seeking us all along. The, the questions of our heart that send us on this quest lead us to realize that our God was seeking us first and always. The old hymn had it right. I sought the Lord, and afterward I knew. He moved my soul to seek him, seeking me. It was not I that found, O Savior, true. No, I was found of thee. The Lord is the person who, that seeks us and that wills to be found, even as he sends us on this quest. So, so where might we find him? Where, where is the place in which we will find the Lord? Well, the psalm clearly tells us that it's in and through his word. Our confession of faith tells us that too, that the Holy Spirit speaks through Scripture that means, though, that if we desire to seek the Lord, we must seek Him here in the Bible. And that's what this entire psalm will teach us, but especially this portion. Uh, we seek Him in His Word, and as we do, we, we keep God's precepts diligently. That's what you find in verses 5 and 8. We fix our eyes on all His commandments. That's verses 6 and 15. We learn his righteous rules. That's verse 7. We store up his word in our hearts. That's verse 11. We delight in his testimonies more than riches. Verses 14 and 16. You see, over and over, we are told that the place in which we find our God is his word. As we meet him there and as we keep it, as we fix our eyes upon it, as we learn it, as we store it in our hearts, and as we delight in it. Is, is that how you feel about the Bible? 
when you are wrestling with the questions of your heart, how can I keep my way pure? Will I be ashamed? Will God forsake me? Do you, do you say, I must come to this Bible? I must seek the Lord and I must seek him in his word. Do you, do you seek the Lord here regularly? Daily? Would you rather miss a meal or miss a time in God's word? John Newton, the author of the very familiar hymn, Amazing Grace, observed this. He said, it is safer to attempt living without food or sleep than by starving my soul, by passing the whole day without presenting myself before the mercy seat of my heavenly Father. He said, I'd re- it's safer for me to, to not eat or drink and to starve myself than to not come before God. But not just coming before God in prayer, but coming before God by seeking God through his word. That's the quest before us. And, and, and any quest has a certain kind of energy, a certain kind of zeal, a certain kind of purpose with which we seek. Did you notice the, the I will statements at the end of this section in verses 15 and 16? Look at them. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. There's, there's a kind of holy determination in those I wills. I will meditate. I will fix my eyes. I will delight. I will not forget Friends, if you're going to seek the Lord, there does need to be a kind of holy determination. I will pursue him. I will not forget. I will not let anything get in my way. I'm desperate for him. I need him. When was the last time you felt that way? That you needed God and nothing would stand in your way. When was the when was the last time that the, the words of that hymn, I need him every hour, weren't just a bunch of words, but actually the throbbing beat of your heart? What will you do with the questions of your heart? Will you go on a quest tonight to seek the Lord and to seek him in and through his word? He's right here, you know. He's waiting for you. He's, in fact, seeking you. The voice that, that you hear in your heart and your head saying, yes, he's right. You need to seek me. That's the Lord's voice. And he, he's seeking you. He's willing to be found because he loves you. After all, the Bible tells you so. Would you pray with me, please? Glorious things of thee are spoken, O Lord, and we come to learn how glorious and good you are in the pages of Holy Scripture. And so, Lord, we do pray tonight that you would renew our holy determination to seek you with the questions of our hearts and to seek you in the pages of Holy Scripture. Lord, for some of us, it's been many, many weeks, months since we picked up the Bible on our own and read it. 
Lord, please give us a renewed and fresh desire to seek you in the pages of Holy Scripture. And Lord, we, we ask that as we seek you, that you would allow us to find you so that we might rejoice and say that we sought you, but we know that you were actually seeking us. Lord, grant us this grace we ask. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.